Hey everyone, and welcome to the More Melanin Podcast. I'm Tish. And I'm Lydia. And we're so excited to have you join us today. Before we get started, we would love if you would give us a follow on whatever podcast system you're listening to us on, and also head over to our Instagram, The More Melanin Podcast, and follow us there for updates. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> Good morning. It's Sunday. It is. It's our favorite day of the week because we get to record and make content for y'all and we love it. It's so mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so last episode we told y'all that I, Lydia, was gonna go back and watch Love is Blind because I hadn't seen it and I didn't really know what the hype was all about. Um, and you know, Tish is forcing me. So <laughs> so I had to go back and look at Love is Blind and see what it was all about. Um, so we're going to chat about that a little bit. And then we are going to put Tish on the spot about her life. And I'm very excited about it. Um, disclaimer, <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> but it's fine. Let's do this. Okay, so Love is Blind. Lydia loved it. She loved every single episode. She texted me to say this is the greatest show she's ever watched, and she can't wait to watch the second season. That's basically how it went. Right, Lydia? I hope you sense the sarcasm into this voice. <laughs> because I did not like it at all. There were elements of it that were okay and, you know, entertaining. But I was like, this is, this is a bit of a hot mess. So, like... To preface this, I like my, the show in this genre that I like is Married at First Sight. I think it's a way better model. Um, so I was watching Love is Blind with a little bit of skepticism because I'm like, Married at First Sight did it better. <laughs> but <laughs> it was still like good to watch and, and understand what the hype is. So here's one of my biggest things about this show because they keep bringing it up, bringing it up. So I have to sit and think about whether or not I agreed. And it's this whole concept is love truly blind mm-hmm. and so the people it, so at least in the first season the people that end up getting married which is two out of five couples which was part of my annoyance um that only two of five couples ended up mar- getting married so yeah so they say oh you successfully proved that love is blind for the ones that got married and then the ones right. that didn't get married i don't i don't even think they bothered to say anything because they're <laughs> like i do not and run off <laughs> Yo, okay, sorry, I have to get into this. Like, uh-huh. it actually pisses me off uh-huh. to do that whole entire, like, wedding. You're inviting your family and friends. They even say their vows to each other uh-huh. and then say, I don't. Like, that is, I feel like it's just so much effort and time just to say no at the end of it. And, like, that really bothered me. I really appreciate, like, Married at First Sight where, like, the wedding happens, like, it this is it like we're doing this there's no going back Um, see i don't know if i like that though (laughs) i because then you're i would rather have the opportunity to say no than to get married and have it not work out like why right because yeah like married at first sight you 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 don't have a choice so then what you're gonna go and get an annulment when this doesn't work out why just not say no at the altar i don't like that because there is no annulment, the only option is divorce. So, th- so because divorce is such a deterrent, it's kind of like okay, we got. Well, no, you that. can get annulled in a, mer- a certain amount of time. So the experiment is is eight weeks, and so 
by the end of the eight weeks, it's too late to get to get an annulment. See that I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Like, give somebody an option to walk away. You're not I'm, like what? 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 No. But the whole Mm-mm. idea is that Mm-mm. these are people that are desperate for commitment, and so there is no out. Like, that's a clean cut. Anyways, I love it. I don't care. So that's terrible. Is <laughs> that is terrible, guys. <laughs> That is terrible. Love is blind. The concept of love is blind is much better than married at first sight. But go on, Lydia. Okay. Go on. This this is my thing with love is blind. This statement is Mm -hmm. love blind. Mm -hmm. I say no because to me, I'm like, I understand the idea of like getting to know someone for who they are and their personality and all of those things like I do think like love can grow that way and attraction can grow that way I agree with that but I also like I think there for me at least there's an element of being loved where it's like I feel seen like I I feel like someone can see me for who I truly am and that does include physical yeah um and so for me like I don't want love to be blind. I want love to see me. I want love to accept me for who I am. So, like, I think for me, I just inherently disagree with the statement that they are trying to prove. Right. Right. I think that we are so we are so caught up on physical appearance, though, that it's like we all have different preferences. Right. right? So... For a guy, there's a guy could that could really like big girls, and there's a guy that could really not like it, or there's a guy that really despises tiny girls, like whatever it is. And then there's a girl that's like, I only really like tall guys and whatever. But it's like because of that, I think sometimes we put so much emphasis on the physical mm-hmm. that we don't pay enough attention to the other stuff. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I didn't what I didn't, not that I didn't like about it, but it was just kind of like, you had to have seen this coming, right? (laughs) Like, I feel like there's, there's some kind of, there's a kind of rush when you're in an experiment, like what they're doing, right? Right. There's like 14 girls, 14 guys, or however many there were. Mm -hmm. And you know that you're all trying to find this connection. So it's like this rush to find that person and to really keep them, to keep them intrigued. Yeah. Right? Um, Which what I didn't like with some of the couples was it was all very physical. Even though they couldn't see each other, it was very much like, well, maybe... Maybe, maybe more so in the second season. Okay. More so like, hey, what are you wearing? Oh. Well, okay. you know what yeah, I mean? That wasn't in the first season. Yeah. yeah. And like what I didn't, because I don't even think you're going to watch second season. No. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't like about the second season was there's this guy and the second season was a little bit more intense okay. in the sense of there is this guy who's like complete narcissist, right? Oh. So he is like, um, he, I think he's Pakistani. Okay. And, but he made it clear that he only dated white girls. Oh. In the past, like I've only dated white girls. So he ended up like in this room, well, in one of the pods with another um, girl whose name, and he's like, oh, what's your name? And she's like, deep tea. He's like, so you're Indian. And she's like, yes. And so he asked very like, you know, kind of degrading questions. Like, okay, for example, I like going to concerts. 
would I be able to lift you up on my shoulders? Oh. And she was like, what? Anyways, so it was just, he like, anyway, they, they ended up choosing each other. Really? Re yes, because he was very like, he loved talking to her. Okay. She was like, he was intrigued by their conversation. He was really interested in the conversation. But it's like when he saw her, mm -hmm. when he saw her, he was really excited at first. Like, wow, she's really good looking. And then when they went away together, mm -hmm. he was just like, I feel like I'm with my aunt. Okay. Right. And was just like really leading her on. Oh. And like, but she was like, she knew that there was something off, off. going on. And she mentions that after the show happens because oh, everybody okay. basically ended up attacking this guy on the, the tell all, like the, oh, when they all get back together, reunion. the reunion, they're like, you like mm -hmm. treated her so, so poorly, like on national television mm -hmm. like you're leading her on and then when they're doing the silent interviews you're like oh, i'm not attracted to her at all like this is terrible you know what i mean like even his mom was like you need to like this girl is worth so much mm -hmm. so you either like respect her or like respectfully walk away mm -hmm. because how you're treating her she deserves somebody who's going to love all of her mm -hmm. not just like parts of her right mm -hmm. So like what I didn't like was it's like, obviously you're going to have this hype, right? You find your person, you go away for the week and then you're all hyped up. But then obviously the problems start coming out. The real you starts mm -hmm. to show, right? And so I agree with Lee, with you, Lid. Like for me, I, okay, maybe I'm very shallow, but like I will not date a guy, even if he's like, okay, I'm married. Okay, I was let's just going to say, let's just Sorry. pull that back. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> Let's bring that back. I would not right. have dated a guy who was even an inch shorter than me, even an inch, <laughs> even an inch, guys. I wouldn't have done it. My husband is the like ideal, like the perfect match for me. He hits everything that I wanted. Okay. But like, if he wasn't taller than me, if he wasn't older than me, if he didn't have those piercing blue eyes that he has and if he like i don't know didn't okay i'm obsessed with his hands so if he didn't have the hand yes i'm a hands person i love hands. I, wait sorry I, what what I, I i'm just trying to understand what about hands okay so there are some men out there that have very girly fingers very girly hands you know it's like you take better care of your hands than i do like they're just very dainty Tom's hands are like strong and thick, like just a man's like manly hands. Okay. He, like manly, you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I'm, I just, anyways. So what I'm saying is if Tom had his personality, but didn't look the way that he did, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. <laughs> like I couldn't do it. I'm maybe I'm shallow, but the physical connection to me is very, 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 very important. So maybe like I would have sucked in this experiment. I would have sucked in it mm. because if I met somebody who was like really nice personality and then met you in person, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> well, this has been nice, <laughs> you know, and to an extent, I kind of wish 
that they would have been able to like if there wasn't much of a physical connection that they would have been able to be honest at the reveal do you know what I mean like right. like really upfront with it at the very beginning mm. to which I think that girl Jessica correct me if I'm wrong it's been a while since I watched that one mm -hmm. I feel like she was she more upfront about the age or was it physical like I forget what it, it was, was the age she was oh, very okay. upfront about the age she okay. was upfront about like the physical like to the silent camera but like not to him mm. not to him I went to punch that girl in the face oh my <laughs> lord oh my lord my goodness the way she would get white girl wasted and I'm like you literally define white girl wasted sloppy annoying chatty touchy feely all emotional saying stupid ass shit like oh my god Lydia tell us how you really feel about the sloppy white drunk girl I could not be friends with Jessica <laughs> <laughs> now, if Jessica was thrown up, I'd hold her hair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I would hold her hair. I could be nice to Jessica, but I couldn't be friends with Jessica. <laughs> if Jessica wants to talk to me after, I'd be like, find someone else. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you don't choke and that you don't get vomit in your hair. So find someone else. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Guys, this is why I love Lydia so much. She will save your life, but make it very clear. We are not friends, okay? <laughs> I'm just being a good person. Find someone else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? Listen, Love is Blind is not for everybody. No. Okay. I'm not going to encourage you guys to go and watch it. I'm not. But, like, you know what? It's a good, it's a good test to see, like, what you... <laughs> What your what your what are your values? Where do yeah. your values lie? Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do your values lie? I do think it's good for that. So I one more thing. So I mm -hmm. actually have this issue with both shows. So I've I'm like like I said, season eight of Married at First Sight. So I've watched a lot of Married at First Sight, watched the one season of Love is Blind, and I have to say that both of these shows are completely fat phobic. And I think hmm. it's super problematic that mm. they only choose people that look like supermodels. Like, like mm. legitimately. Like, I think in the first season of of um, Married at First Sight, they picked one guy that had, like, kind of, like, skin tags on his face. But other than that, was handsome. And I know it took that woman, like, some time to, like, you know, be attracted right. to him. But eventually she was. But aside from him everybody they pick is like in some way traditionally beautiful and so like they're all skinny most of them are pretty muscular like lots of blondes and whatever and like like skin color wise like they're pretty like they're decently diverse i find like obviously could always be better but like but for me it's like body type wise there is absolute zero diversity and i'm mm. like i struggle with that because i'm like especially for love is blind for a show that's right. not supposed to be about appearances it's about appearances it completely is just based on the people that they choose to be in the experiment and so like i also get why they do that because you know mainstream beauty beliefs the majority of people are looking for someone skinny and looking like a supermodel so i get it for the success of the show that's probably why they're doing that but to me it's not a true and honest experiment like you've i don't know that's just how i feel about it no no i completely agree with you and you know what 
I think the sad thing really is, is the girls that on, uh, at least the second season, again, I don't remember so much the first season, but the second season, the con- some of the contestants mm-hmm. all around when the show first started, mm-hmm. there were a few bigger girls and my automatic thought was they're not going to choose any of them. Wow. They will not highlight any of them. Wow. Right? And what was really uncomfortable was that guy, that um, guy from Pakistan, when he was he was in a pod with a girl that was, like, very plus size. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, so do you like exercising? And she's like, actually, like, exercising is the last thing I ever want to do. He's like, oh, right. like... I don't really go for girls that aren't fit. So, and she was like, okay. And it was like, it was, what was really disgusting to me was that that they allowed that to happen and then they showcased it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you showcase that. And it's like, you are, I I felt terrible for that girl Mm -hmm. that I'm like, this was your role in the show. Wow. Do you know, and and I think it's it's really sad because even for like, here's the thing, and you know what, I'm going off tangent with this because I think this is an important issue, yeah, important talk topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our bodies, right? Like we, it doesn't matter what size you are. We as women have some of us have very big issues with our bodies. Mm-hmm. We can all find something yep. that you know, we don't particularly like. And I think that over time, it has, it has been really cool to see bodies of bigger women being portrayed as beautiful. Because at the same time, like, I don't know why it wouldn't be beautiful, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, it's this, well, unless you're thin, then you're not pretty, which Mm -hmm. is just, it's so backwards to me. But what I feel is really sad about that is you have like, okay, this is what has been my honest thought. Mm -hmm. I have seen girls that have been much bigger than me that are so strikingly beautiful and confident. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so sad because I'm like, why can't if, if they can be not the ideal body type, and still feel the way that they do why why is it that the rest of us feel like we have to attain this certain body size yeah. in order to be be like it's it's very sabotaging to me yeah. because i'm like i don't it sucks because i look at lydia is a very confident woman mm-hmm. and like you exude beauty Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't ever think, well, she's bigger. Why did, like, why is she so confident? It's mm-hmm. not that. It's why can't we all just be confident regardless of the size? Mm-hmm. Why can't we all just exude that and walk in it? Yeah. Because there are so many men. Like Tom, he's always said to me, listen, if you're a stick, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> like, I just, it's not fun for me. I want nothing to do with you. You have to have a body, right? And there are so many men that feel that way, that are like, this is my ideal body type. And I feel like if society saw more of that or that was more portrayed, I feel like not that our beauty should be wrapped up in what men think, but I also think that it may 
give women more of a, okay, like I am, I am accepted as well. It's not, I don't just have to look like this for men to like me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's really, it's really, really sad to me, especially when I see that portrayed on reality TV shows mm -hmm. and you, you see that the bigger girls are always like the brunt of the joke mm -hmm. or you have these like really thin girls that they've chosen, like especially in the second season that were like, I used to be really, really big and I was really, really insecure about that. And mm -hmm. like, and then it's like, again, it's just portraying the wrong thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I think like they're just reinforcing what we already believe in the mainstream circles. Um, right. That beauty is defined by thinness. And right. if you don't fit into that model, like, and, and that whole idea of, you know, you have to have the fat in the right places. It's fine. Right. If right. You carry some fat, but make sure it's, you know, boobs, butt, thighs. Like, right. that's about it. That's as far as what's acceptable. Right. So, right. It's, it's just reinforcing those things. And I think that, you know, there are some schools of thought that, that talk about how, like, the way one person sees their own body kind of affects everybody. So, like, just kind of like what you were saying, like, if, if someone sees their body as fat and a bad thing, that automatically means that my fat body is a bad thing. And so your school of thought that you hold for yourself actually impacts me because you already perceiving fat as bad. And so like I for myself may not perceive that, but the way that you are talking about yourself and um, treating yourself will have an impact on the other people around you. Right. And so it's it's a tricky and messy thing that unfortunately continues to get reinforced in mainstream, which is to me actually wild because there's been so much pushback from like plus size people in the beauty industry and things have actually shifted a bit, but like shows like this tell me that it hasn't shifted enough. So my question then is, cause I agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, my question then is because you'll have women that are like, I don't want to be a bigger woman. Mm -hmm. I want to be small. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that do you think in that case that that is a slight against bigger women because they don't want a bigger body type? They would like to have a smaller body type. Well, I think the question is why? Like, what what is it about fatness that you don't want? Is it because of the beauty standard? Is it because you don't think you're going to be desirable? Like for me, it's like, let's unpack that. And right. I think for everybody, there might be a different reason. Right. Because. I, I do, like, I do understand on some level how people associate, you know, health with weight. Um, the thing is, is that the two don't always correlate. Um, like, you can have unhealthy skinny people. You can have unhealthy fat people. It goes both ways. Um, but I think, like, sometimes, you know, in people's personal lives, they've seen someone who is, you know really skinny and it impacted them this way they've seen someone that was really fat and it impacted this them this way and so like sometimes right. the reason why someone might want that for themselves is because of something that they've seen or, or whatever and so there might be an internal reason that they need to unpack but i think it's important to unpack that thing and not to just 
do it because it's the mainstream or because of peer pressure or any of those things or because of, you know, the the standard of beauty that we quote unquote adhere, adhere to. So, right. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that each person because and I think that's some people have that because I know for myself, like I, I exercise a lot. And there is a body type that I want to maintain because for me, that is the most beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. Now, it's sometimes it's hard to have that conversation because at the same time, if I'm speaking to a bigger person, I don't ever want them to think your body is not beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is the body that you've chosen. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. That's beauty for you. This is the body that I'm trying to attain to, not because I'm trying to take anybody or like get anybody to like notice me or whatever but i feel strongest when i look like this mm -hmm. right but i also have to be careful in that mm -hmm. to not fall into the trap which i have so many times mm -hmm. of comparison to other women that are smaller than me that i'm like why don't i look like that mm -hmm. to which i'm like wait but why do i want to look like that i don't want to look like that mm -hmm. right and my whole thing from the get-go and I've, I've said this to tom who has been a huge accountability for me throughout this whole thing mm -hmm. is I just want to be healthy. Yeah. So whatever that looks like, whatever my body does mm -hmm. with that journey is fine. Yeah. But if I don't, if I am not a size six, like society says that I should be, I don't care. Yeah. As long as I'm a healthy, strong woman, that is all that matters mm -hmm. to me. And I think it's important exactly what you said to really what is your motive because yeah. if your motive is to fit into this ideal right there's so many things that it's like example again tom brought up a really good point to me i was at the gym and he was and i said to him like oh, i just wish that i could you know trim down a little bit or get my waist a little bit smaller or this or that or my legs or blah, blah. and he's like tish those other women in the gym what do they look like what nationality are they <laughs> And I was like, they're white women. I see like maybe two black women in my gym. He's like, okay, cool. Reminder that Tish lives in Guelph. Anyways, continue. I live in Guelph. I live in Guelph. <laughs> For anybody who's trying to figure out my life. I live in Guelph. Yeah. So it's like, and so he's like, okay, so chances are those women are probably of some kind of European descent or whatever. But he's like, typically speaking, that is not their body type. Mm -hmm. Their body type is smaller. Now he's like, now if you were to go to a gym that had more women of color, mm -hmm. or just not even women of color, let's just say black women, mm -hmm. you guys have all of the curves in all of the right places. <laughs> so he's like, I don't ever think that you would feel out of place Right. If you saw other women that looked like you, yeah, you would never feel that. Right. So he's like, yeah, and and that was a huge thing for me because mm -hmm. I'm like, sometimes I think we try to attain this thing that is just not possible. Exactly. And here's the thing, like, I think comparison happens in any realm. Like, I compare Absolutely. myself to other fat women. Like, I, like sometimes I feel like I'm not fat enough, and sometimes I think I'm too fat. Wow. Like, I literally what? compare myself to other fat women because I'm like, I don't look like they're fat. Now and that's hot like no way so i think that it's it's just 
our mentality in general, it, whether you're bigger or smaller, like that idea of comparing our bodies to someone else's is always going to be problematic, right? Right. And I think for, for myself, like similar to you, like, you know, I'm not like in the gym. That's not really my thing. But my thing is, is like, if and when I lose weight, it won't be because I'm intentionally trying to move, lose weight. My thing is like movement. Like I know right. that a goal yep. of mine is to move more just right. in general because right. like I want to be more flexible and I just want to be able to make sure, especially since my injury, that I'll right. be able to move for the rest of my life. Because once for me, once I had it like taken away, I realized like how vital it is right. for me to keep right. my body moving. So that's where I'm coming from. And so like I always have to bring myself back to that. Like it's not about the weight. It's not about how it looks on me. I've always been able to to find a way to make myself look the way I want within the body that I have. And I hmm. love that. Right. Um, and so like, I always have to bring myself back to like, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be about movement. It's, uh, it's also about health. But for me, like the bigger thing is movement and movement leads to health at the end of the day. Like even when you talk to like certain types of doctors that are like a little less mainstream, when it comes to like the maintenance of your body, it's really about constant movement and that's right. what's healthy, not necessarily right. dropping weight, but keeping your joints like moving and, and keeping your muscles moving. Like, and I'm saying that from the point of like, so because of my injury, like my quad muscle atrophied and like, I lost all the muscle in my quad. It's almost been a year and I still haven't fully built back the muscle in my quad. And so like, right. it's only through constant movement and strengthening that, that it's coming back. And so I've realized like, that's really what's going to keep me healthy is like using the muscle. So I don't lose the muscle, not necessarily right. so that it shapes my body differently. Right. Anyways, we were not going to talk about no, we this, weren't. But, but we did. And I'm, I'm really glad, we, glad did. we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we did too. I'm glad we did. But I, I, I honestly, to me, I'm going to call these, you know, shows out. I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but like, you can't say that this is an experiment and that this is an authentic, you know, human experiment if you're only picking these types of people. Right. Um, because it paints this perception that this is who's lovable. This is who's right. worthy of a relationship. Um, and this is who's acceptable to society. And that's just absolutely false. I think for myself, like as I, when I was younger, like I worried, like, am I going to ever be lovable because I'm fat? And then I got older and found out, ran into so many bigger women that were like dating men of all sizes, by the way, just like you were right. saying, right. Um, but we're in happy relationships. And I'm like, so it's not about my size. That is right. not what's going to determine whether or not I'm in a relationship. And that's just a false narrative that's being perpetuated here. So yes. I'm calling y'all out. I would love to be at married on married at first sight. So <laughs> I would hate for you to be on married at first sight. I know. No, okay? not a single person in my life would support it. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> Like, my sister would be pissed, my mom would be pissed, my brother would be telling me I'm an idiot. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. No one would support me. No. I, my, my side of the family would just be empty. And yes. you know that that would, I, that would literally put daggers in my heart. I wouldn't be yes. able to survive. I would not come. I would not come to your wedding. No, I would protest your Tish. wedding. Listen, I want to turn up at your wedding, okay? I want to turn up, okay? But... Married at first sight ain't it. It's just not it. Okay. Oh, maybe I just need to find a matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm just hating online dating. I haven't even been doing it that long. 
honestly like i am okay i have to use my words wisely because my husband is downstairs he's gonna be like what the heck is wrong with you like i think online dating would be so much fun no (laughs) no absolutely not i don't know everything about it is taxing for me i'm just like uh meeting new people Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It's so funny because like, I don't know, like I met Tom at church, right? Like, and so I don't know, honestly, I don't know how people meet other people. Now, Tom's the type of person who's like, oh, like if we hadn't like ended up together, I probably would have met somebody at a bar. I'm like, how do you meet somebody at a bar? And he's like, you talk to people. I'm like, I don't do that. Neither do I. And this is the thing, like, contrary to popular belief, I'm quite a shy person. Like, I need a buddy. Like, if I had a wing woman, maybe. But, like, I'm I'm actually quite to myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't work for me. That's why I think online dating is so fun. Now I know listen, it's because I've never done it. I understand. I've I've had I have friends that have talked to me about the horrors of online dating and how taxing and draining it is. But I also have friends that have found their forever loves on it, right? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe when I'm 90 and Tom's dead, I'll try it. I'll let you guys know. (laughs) I have nothing to say to you, so moving on. All right, so if y'all aren't following us on our socials, um, we'll let you know what our socials are in the description, but you should be. Um, Tish has jumped on a new endeavor, and I'm really happy and proud of her. But in this new endeavor, um, a question kind of came up about creativity and what it is and what it means. And Tish doesn't think that she is a creative person. Yep, i not. Mm-hmm. I I would like to know why Tish does not think she is a creative person. And go. Thank you, Lydia, for putting me on the spot. I love you so much for this. This is my favorite thing ever. Um, okay. So, okay. So in comparison, I know you're not supposed to compare, but I'm comparing myself to Lydia, okay? If you are on Lydia's social media and you see her reels, how she puts things together, she's very creative. She's very creative. Like the hats that she makes, by the way, if you haven't bought one of her hats yet, you're stupid. (laughs) But like the hats that she makes, like she's very creative. And I think when I look at creativity, I think of what you can produce. So Mm, like, so you are creative if you can like, edit something on social media or a video or YouTube. You're creative if you can make something with your hands. You're creative if you can bake. You're creative if you can sew. You're creative if you can do art. Like that is how I view creativity. Mm -hmm. So I am um, starting this new page, basically following my health journey. Mm -hmm. And I have been like, you know, looking at different people's Instagrams, doing research on how to like be creative on this platform, Mm -hmm. but I'm not creative. So (laughs) it's, 
it comes very it comes very difficult like it, it's very difficult for me now lydia yesterday when we had were talking about this had mentioned like you know creativity in terms of my job like i am an octopus in my field of work right like i have to be on top of everything I have to be organized. I have to set, because I just, I run other people's lives, Yeah. okay? But to me, that's not creative. Like that's not a creativity thing. It's just, I'm smart when it comes to that stuff. So, but that's not creative to me. That's just my job. I don't find that very creative, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know, like I think art equals creativity. And because I don't have that, or, you know, some people have that entrepreneurial like mind where they're like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sell it and make money. And they do it. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how did you do that so easily? Yeah, While yeah. I'm over here, like, <laughs> I don't know, like I can't bake for my life. If I tried to sew anything, it would send me to the hospital because I'd probably like <laughs> stitch my finger to something. Like I'm just, I don't feel like I'm a creative person. Okay. So what I said to Tish is that there is a difference between like being creative in like, you know, how you think and how you do things and then being an artist. And I think most people, when they think of a creative, they only think of the art side of it. But I think that you can be an artist and creative, but then like be a creative without being an artist. And so when I look at Tish and I see how she carries her life, I think that in order to be an organizational genius, you have to be able to look at a hot mess and come up with innovative ideas of how you're going to make sense of that mess and not everybody can do that and she does it excellently um and also just in having children and having to like fit together their schedules and find things for them to do and like that in itself takes creativity and so I think that when it comes to creativity, that it can be transferred to different parts of your life. So I said to her, you need to take the creativity that you use as a mother and as, you know, a professional and fit that into what you do on a platform like Instagram. Now, mind you, like, it's a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, yes. you know, like making videos and all that stuff and editing and stuff like it that stuff you got to like learn the basics of but once once you learn that then just make videos about whatever the hell you want <laughs> yes and see even how she said that ladies and gentlemen like <laughs> so simple you know what i mean like so easy but like to me it's very intimidating so i'm just like learning as i go but like, I'm just not, okay, no. I can be a creative person, I believe, I can be. Okay. Just right now, I feel like I am not. I'm not saying that this will always be mm -hmm. the case, but just right now. So, I mean, if anybody else out there feels me, okay? Like, this is how I feel, this is what <laughs> it is. 
Um, I'm doing my best out here, but like, it's just, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And especially when like, again, you see so much content coming out there yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, this, per like, this is genius. Yeah. How did this person do it? Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it does take at the same time, a lot of time and effort yeah. to invest when it comes to social media and that time and effort, I don't have it because I have three children <laughs> and I have a full-time job. Yeah. So like, whereas other people, for them, this is their job. Like, this is what they do. But they didn't start that way, Tish. Most people start off as, you know, I have a full-time job and to kids to take care of. And I just do this when I have time. And slowly, slowly build over many years. And then it becomes, oh, wait, I can I can do this full-time and make money. So it's, it's actually, uh, yes. it's such a slow process. And I think that, like, you know on some level, the pandemic kind of accelerated the lifestyle of, you know, the content creator and the influencer. I don't think that, you know, it would be such a lucrative full-time job if it wasn't for the pandemic when we were desperate for as much content as possible, you know? And so I think that it's easy to look at, you know, some of these influencers and content creators and be like, wow, it was so easy. They rose so quickly, but many of them were on their pre-pandemic. Okay. Some of yep. them weren't. And for the ones that weren't, they likely, you know, some of them like lost jobs and suddenly all they had was time for this. Right. And so right. Like, I think, you know, some of those things got accelerated. So it looks like it was super easy and quick, but it really wasn't. Right. And so right. I think for the majority of people, it's like, you know, you find a little bit of time when you can or like you know, a lot of the tips that I've seen from creatives is like, if you're sitting, you know, waiting to pick up your kids from a friend's house or from school or whatever, make a video then or like, do some editing on your phone then or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, or if you are like in the grocery store waiting in line, make a video then like whatever, whatever it is, it's like, there are little moments that could be used for creativity and I think for myself the reason why I think Tish has the creative tools to do this is because she's so freaking funny and just naturally funny by you herself. think I'm funny oh my god anyways yeah. <laughs> you're so annoying what is happening right what now do mean? what do you mean do I think you're funny do we not kiki all the time isn't that we, all we, we do all the time but that doesn't mean I'm funny what Really? I don't understand. Okay. I'm, this anyways. is wonderful. <laughs> I'm learning so much about myself Apparently. right now. And so I think that you can take, like you, you posted a, a video the other day, I think it was yesterday, where you just like made these weird faces. And I was just like, what is she doing? This is so funny. <laughs> I think you were like making that drink or whatever. And you were like, oh, it tastes good. And I'm like, oh my God, Tess, you're so funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're friends and we're close that I think you're absolutely hilarious. But I think other people find you funny, too. So I, th I think that even that in itself is 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 creativity that you just naturally do. And you don't even realize that you're doing it. And all it takes is a little bit of editing to see the parts that are funny or that might be funny to other people and throwing that out there and seeing where it goes. And I, I think for myself, too, like the thing with creativity is that like part of the point of creativity is to put it out there, right? Is mm -hmm. to give the world this 
piece of you in some ways, right? And creativity takes some vulnerability as well because it's like, are people going to like this thing I did? Is it good enough? Is it presentable? Is it as good as someone else's thing? There's all those questions that come to mind as, you know, creatives. Um, right. That, that um, you know, is it going to be good enough essentially? And so I think that sometimes that can be stunting to the creative process. And so really it's got to be, do I like it? Is right. this good enough for me? Would right. I consume this content? Would I stop and look at this? That's kind of how I do it for myself. Otherwise, that cycle of like <laughs> comparison, once again, is always the problem. Um, it just like spins spins out of whack. But even as a, like, Tish, your body created people. Like, you are creative. Like, I don't care. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't agree. No, I don't agree with that. I just, I don't. I don't. I didn't do anything. I literally just housed some sperm and grew a baby. <laughs> like, whatever. That's not creative. Now, it is definitely like, listen, I know not everybody can do that. And it is a blessing, but it's not creative. If anything, God's creative. I was just like the incubator. It's fine. It's okay, though. It's okay. Listen, guys, Here, here's the thing. It's going to be okay. Okay. Like this, I'm a work in progress. Okay. Yeah. But I think that it's, I think that this is a big thing for a lot of us as women. Yeah. I think it's hard to look at ourselves and see what we actually do possess and what we do carry and what we do have. And it's much easier to see the giftings and abilities in other women oh, yeah. than it is to see in ourselves. Right. Um, it just is. But I think that's also a really good practice that I know I want to start mm. of actually recognizing what am I good at, right? And not being shy about it, like not being modest about it. Yeah, like, that's good. what am I good at, right? Like, if you're good at something, own that you're good at something. Yeah. Own it, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I am good at strength training. I could kick ass. If you and I, if not you and I, I would never fight you. But if I were to fight somebody, I would probably win because yeah. I'm very strong. Right. But like that, and that's okay. Like I'm not going around looking to fight anybody. But it's like, I, I am confident in my strength. And I yeah. think that I need to find that confidence in other areas of my yeah. life as well. Cause it is there. Yeah. I know it's there. I just have to like, and also at the same time, it's like, I'm learning that just because somebody is really good at something doesn't mean that you're not. Yeah. Just because, you, you know what I mean? Like there's different levels of creativity and whatever. Yeah. But as you said, Lydia, everybody starts somewhere, right? Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a, a soundbite that has got, kind of gone around on Instagram and it basically talks about how there might be something out there that, you know, other people are doing on a really high level that's really good, but it's going to be different from how you do it. And right. so it's still worth it for you to do it. Right. Um, just because others might be doing something similar, it doesn't mean that there isn't space for you to do your thing. And I right. think that for me is, it's the kicker. It's, it's part of the reason why I actually started my business because I actually looked around and I'm like, no one actually crochets quite like I do. No one actually... Mm. I haven't, I'm yet to see the exact same product that I offer 
anywhere else. And so that's why I was like, you know what? There actually is space for me and what I can do creatively. And I just want to say one more thing about your creativity. In order to, like, even just do some of the work you do at the gym, like, you have to put together some sort of plan. You've got to put together some sort of, like like detailed like we're gonna do this 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 and in in whatever order right like all of that takes some sort of creative energy so you've got it in you I'm so excited to see what you do with it and like it's it's gonna grow it's little by little step by step day by day all of those things you know how it is you're very kind (laughs) you're very kind Well, guys, I think that's it for us today. Um, We talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) take a listen to it again and again and again. And I don't encourage you to watch Love is Blind. Don't do it. Um, But I do encourage you to try to incorporate movement into your day and to learn to appreciate yourself a little bit more. Those are good. Two good takeaways, right? I think that's wonderful takeaways and I want to hear from folks what are three things that you are good at I think that that is something really important that we can answer for ourselves because even sitting here thinking about it I was like wait what am I good at but (laughs) (laughs) I definitely get inside my own head about that all the time so let's all like you know do some self-reflection and think of some things that we're good at and like you know pump ourselves up a little bit it's not prideful it's confidence and that's that's right that's right all right everybody until next time see you later bye guys